You are now listening to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Welcome to the Perceptive Readers. This is James Lynch. Thank you for being here. And I want to start off by asking a question. You've heard me mention it before. Would you make a good social worker? And you think about all the qualities that it takes from compassion, uh, tenderness, patience, um, willing to listen, all those types of qualities that we call elevated. Well, along with that, there's a reason why I'm talking about this subject. I thought about at first saying, is could this go into the Sage in the Matrix series or could this be one of Pac Books <laughs> uh, business meeting, no professional meetings? Because as you know, I still feel very strongly that, of course, when it comes to business and, and because we're talking about money and, and, and transfer on those ends, that I keep separate from what I would call spiritual or the sanctuary things, uh, because I would never want to, you know, mix it up in such a way where then it's hard to tell the difference and we want everything especially with spiritual coming from a genuine, a genuine outlook and treatment of one another uh, or without anything messing it up in that way, if you know what I'm talking about. So that's why when I do mention uh, verses from the good book, you know, I'm coming from a standpoint of saying, hey, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to be or saying I'm more righteous than you or you're more righteous than me or anything of that nature. It's coming more from, in my experience, hey, if we do it this way, it would just have a better result, even if it takes a little bit more longer to do, but it will have a better result and it will actually protect even our working relationship. So, you know, that's why I say uh, things like that. Uh, even if uh, I happen to be in some type of meeting, sometimes that's really dealing with secular matters and, and I mention a verse or so uh, like that. It's just because it's based off of solid principles. So with that in mind, I want you to know I'm going to do something that's new. Uh, for this perceptive readers, uh, because it's due to everything that's been happening with the website. Uh, some of you know, uh, the challenges, uh, that, uh, I've been going through the technical problems, uh, the purposely, uh, misleading things that have been, uh, happening to, uh, my website, which, uh, you know, I won't, won't be the first business or professional to deal with this. That's for sure. You see, uh, but the point is all the same. I'm going to mention two parts in this uh, perceptive readers. The first part is pertaining to verses in the good book. That's verses in the good book. And I want you to know that I will not be elaborating on the verses at all. However, you may be thinking about events in your life and things that you have seen and things that you know, and you may end up saying, how does this really apply to me no matter what occupation I may be in? Because speaking of occupation, did you know, even as a social worker, 
that with all those qualities that it takes to be able to help someone on that level, those same type of qualities would make you very uh, valuable and helpful, even in the household of God or the grand creator, as you know, I mentioned. That's just the thought that I just thought I would share with you. And you're going to see what I mean. So that's what the first part will be about, just me reading several key verses to you. And then the second part uh, will be a parable or an earthly story that I want to share with you. Again, I think you, for the most part, will appreciate it. Uh, yes, uh, sometimes I may uh, uh, get a little bit hyper at times. Uh, maybe not so much on this one, uh, but if you enjoy it, Good. If for the ones who don't really enjoy it, then hey, I just say again, you you just don't enjoy it. You know, it's uh it's just once again my style. My style. And so uh some people like uh, again this style. So that's all I'm going to say. Now, let me see. We shall, as I said before, go into the first part of the verses, then we'll go into the second part of the uh, short parable uh, that is still based very much in principle, universal acceptance, universal facts, you see. All right. So let us be part one. These verses are coming from the new international version of the good book. The first Two verses that I will read. First Timothy chapter three, verse one, and first Timothy chapter three, verse seven. First Timothy chapter three, verse one. Here is a trustworthy saying. Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. First Timothy 4, verse 1. The Spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid. Some translations say cowards, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. First Corinthians. Chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. The person 
without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of the Christ, the mind of Christ, excuse me. And the last one, Micah chapter 6, verse 8. In the New International Version, it says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. In the New Living Translation, the same verse of Micah chapter 6, verse 8 says, Know, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Now that we have read these verses for the past few minutes, we will move on to the next section, a earthly parable. So this will be an earthly story to share with you. Are you a podcaster or would like to be one? Hi, I'm James, and I would like to tell you how you can make this process smooth sailing for your podcast or one you would like to start. The website is called Anchor. That's anchor.fm. By going there, you will have the tools needed to get you off to a great start of podcasting. I, for myself, have been podcasting for over five years now. But notice the features that Anchor has for us. It is easy. With these creation tools, you can edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Yes, even on the fly from your phone, there is an app you can use to upload. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and even Google. You can also make money from your podcast. Some vendors or companies you may be using right now, they do have a minimum listenership. Well, with Anchor, by using them, you will actually be able to build your listenership with the distribution and the tools that they have and can also make some profit while you're at it. So it's everything you need to make a podcast to get started or to enhance your already listenership. You will appreciate Anchor. That's anchor.fm. Welcome to part two of this Perceptive Readers. I'm glad that you stayed to this section and let me share a little parable with you or earthly story. You know, one thing about our earthly stories or parables, uh, we always expect uh, almost what's the moral of the story here? I'm not going to tell you what the moral of the story is 
but it will be clear just by listening to the story uh, what it is. And hopefully you will enjoy it because it's dealing with one word that you know I say a lot. It's about a sage, <laughs> a very wise person. A very wise person, uh, you know, we mostly see them when they up in years or <laughs> over 100 or whatever, something like that. But you know, at one time, they were as young as some of you who, who are right now, what, 11, 12, 13 years old. I know that's hard to believe, but they were. Well, sometimes these sages have a tendency to just show that they're going to be sages uh, even when they're already like 20, 21 uh, with some of the wise things that they uh, pick up on and say. And the thing about it is, when they say these things or do these things, they're not, they're really just genuine, you know, in a genuine way, just saying or doing these things, not trying to impress anybody at all. They just, they're just thinking and they say, okay, now this is the logical way or, or even the spiritual way to do something. Well, it was this one person before they received the title of sage who was always helping people. Yeah, just was always helping people. And so the older he got, there were other people in the community that noticed how helpful and bright he was as well. And so some of them said, you know, you really should go into social work. <laughs> you see. And so the person was like, oh, well, I'm helping people right. You know what I'm doing right now. Well, what was it that he was doing? See, he also had this gift, a magnificent gift. He was an artist. Yeah. Very good artist, too. I mean, everything that he just put his hands to turned into a masterpiece. And people were willing to pay huge amounts of money to acquire his artwork. His artwork. Now, see, one thing about it, his quality. See, make no mistake about it. See, sometimes when persons uh, can make some money off something, they want to immediately, you know, start mass producing it or, or what have you to cut down on the time and then to actually be able to ship out as much as they can to, or, you know, today we might say widgets or what have you to be able to make that income stream come in. And no one is saying anything is bad about that. You know, there's some businesses uh, and professions work like that. And no one is saying anything bad about that at all. No, far from it. No, but see, we're talking about this sage and one of the things that made him uh, so unique and so special. Persons got to the point where they were already pre-ordering what they wanted or needed from him. And so he still wanted to always spend the just the proper amount of time and care. You know, it took to make this masterpiece. So he just wouldn't take shortcuts. It just wasn't, you know, uh, in his nature to do. And yet, uh, his business continued to grow. So what do I mean by he wouldn't take shortcuts? Well, basically, just think. 
when he already had an order of about four projects. Now, if he really wanted to, he could have did all four projects in just that one week. But see, he wouldn't do that. He would still say, no, I'm going to spend this week, this amount of time on this person's art, and I'm going to make it the best that I can make it, and I'm not going to let anything else interfere with that. See, it's interesting to, uh, once again, listen to this sage, you know, once he got over a hundred, <laughs> uh, to talk about the reason behind it. Well, still in the younger years, but very mature years, the community, once again, just started noticing even more wonderful qualities as uh, him being an artist and like a social worker and things of that nature. And they just really appreciated him and said, you know, uh, have you ever thought about doing this or that or going somewhere else and doing this or that? All right. And so the sage end up saying, well, you know, um, <laughs> If you scrape in the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> you see, oh, I go. You see, but you, you see the humility of this, uh, this age as well. All right. Well, the whole point is, uh, the sage accepted, but he said, I want to make some more masterpieces before, uh, I go. Okay. Now, what he was doing as he was making the masterpieces, he would get large amounts of funds, but yet in his social work that he did, sometimes he just couldn't help himself. He would always help others. And so sometimes, even though he was good at saving, if somebody was in need, <laughs> let me tell you, you won't going to be out on the street around him. You see what I'm saying? So, but still, that's, that, that's the whole thing. So, uh, let's say he go into the kitty, as, as you know, they say sometimes the save stash or whatever. And it was never quite the amount uh, uh, that he wanted or um, in some cases felt he needed, but more wanted it. And, and he had his reasons being uh, um, for it. And so later years, when he would talk to uh, another a uh, young lad who uh, sometimes had some of the most outlandish, uh, crazy ways of, oh boy, just expressing himself that seems like only he could understand them at times. Uh, he had asked them basically about, okay, then, well, you know, why did you want, you know, all of that, you know, money or funds or whatever? And he never really told me, oh, just, I wanted it. I, it was never always quite enough where it was like, it was just time for me to do this and do that. So he never really went into detail about it. All right. Okay. Now, Some years later, many, many years later, decades uh, later, uh, he's no longer creating the beautiful masterpieces of art anymore in his field. He was still, though, very much enjoying the social work uh, that he was in and that he was asked to do. See, social work, as you know, is not all 
uh, fun and gravy, as you know, it's really hard work. And you actually encounter people with all sorts of backgrounds. As you can remember, that's one of those things that that I shared on social media um, uh, at the Park Books uh, Minds or or Twitter or what have you about some of the things that they have to deal with and why they have to have patience, why they have to have compassion. But, you know, there's another quality that they have to have, too. You see, so let's get into the more seriousness of what social workers will deal with sometimes. See, sometimes social workers will find out, even with the ones that they are around, the community that they're around, that there are some persons that have been way more trouble than who, than boy that you really would want um, in the community. And the thing about it is the more responsibilities that some of these persons be having that they have in this community, the more someone else may have to say, okay, uh, do you realize this that just happened? These more than misdemeanors, more than even, uh, Things that people would say crimes are happening that you would ha just have to address those. Uh, I could give you some examples, but you know of some of the examples that I've talked about. And, you know, I most always mention things uh, about uh, 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 the whether it's from the elderly uh, to children to what have you. You know, see, there are certain things that even social workers, they find out and it's like, all right, what? do I need to do what to take care of this? Okay. Now, whenever you're going to address something, even as a social worker, you see, it, it, he experienced the things that it was like, do you really think these persons wanted it to be addressed? You see? So there was a situation and it involved several persons, prominent, I'll put it this way. They could buy you, uh, a lunch every day for the rest of your life and it wouldn't even hurt their pockets at all. They could even buy you much more than that every day of their lives and it wouldn't hurt your pockets, hurt their pockets at all. Okay. So when these persons needed to be addressed by this sage, let's call him Mr. Sage, all of a sudden, they started offering him things as the day came closer for him to address it. And I mean, talk about gifts to lunch to dinner. All these things were offered all like within a very short period of time. And you know what the sage used to say? Are you sure you want to give me this? Are you sure you want to do this for me? You see. And let me tell you, some of these persons had pretty much a real, uh, you know, 
I'm saying genuine, but I want generous. Yeah, generous. Okay. Uh, these persons were very generous. Uh, were known as being very generous too. That once again, if you get along with them, boy, you you in good shape. You're telling you. Oh, well, and yet this sage was saying, "You sure you want to do this for me? Because uh, you know, here you go. You go back or whatever. You know, uh, you can take it back." And and these persons were just saying that, "Yeah, yeah, I want to do blah blah blah." Well, what ended up happening? is the sage addressed the situation in this social work community that he was doing it in. And he did it with love. He did it with mercy. But you can bet justice was also carried out, you see. And so here it is. This is a thought. All those years ago that he was trying to, you know, keep having enough funds or making enough funds uh, uh, so that he could continue to expand his social work in the way that he wanted to um, help in that area. Why do you think quite possibly he was doing that? Why do you think he was trying to continue to have ownership of his funds in that way? By having ownership in that way, by uh, by once again counting the costs in that way, uh, by being prepared in that way, what did it help him to be protected from? Did you catch it? Do you, do you get it? So do you think he was just trying to be greedy initially? Or do you think he had a bigger purpose and a bigger reason why he was gathering the funds that he was gathering? Could it be that it was going to help him to even be more pleasing in, and also stronger in correcting certain matters. And we're not talking about just fixing the car either. So there you go. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this little earthly uh, story that I told you. And thank you for being here and sharing. Take care. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.